with him. When Mossack Fonseca's head of compliance realised that Rami Makhlouf was on a sanctions list, they recommend to bosses dropping him as a client. But Chris Solinger, one of Mossack Fonseca's partners, replied, From my part, if HSBC headquarters in England do not have an issue with the client, then I think we can also accept him. Mossack Fonseca finally stopped doing business with Rami Makhlouf and five other companies they had with him in September 2011. As for HSBC, we don't know. They told us they work closely with the authorities to fight financial crime and implement sanctions. Tom Keating, Director of Financial Crime at the think tank Rusi, says they should have spotted the problem years before. As soon as you're aware that uh, an account holder is subject to sanctions, that account should be frozen and you should inform your local financial intelligence unit, the local authorities. To continue to operate with somebody sanctioned on your books is clearly uh, irresponsible. Rami McClough wasn't a one-off. Most companies give any financial firms in North Korea a wide berth, but not Mossack Fonseca. In 2013, a North Korean bank called Daedong Credit Bank was sanctioned by the US for providing support to the country's nuclear missile programme. The bank had set up a front company with the same initials called DCB Finance. This was also sanctioned by the US for raising funds for the North Korean regime since it was established in 2006. The company that had registered and run DCB Finance was Mossack Fonseca. They didn't take notice of the North Korea link until 2010 when they stopped doing business with DCB. This later email from Mossack Fonseca's legal department admits they'd made a big mistake. We have not yet addressed the reason we maintained a relationship with DCB Finance when we knew or ought to have known from incorporation in 2006 that the country, North Korea, was on the blacklist. And Martin Kenny, a lawyer in the British Virgin Islands who deals with fraud cases, can't understand how this slipped through the net. It would be a serious compliance problem for a BVI trust company to agree to form a company for any person in North Korea without exceptionally extensive due diligence. Mossack Fonseca said they never knowingly allowed the use of their companies by individuals having any relationship with North Korea or Syria and they didn't foster or promote unlawful acts. But with 11 million documents, there are many more revelations to come. Well, let's hear more now from one of the people in Simon Cox's report, Tom Keating. He's the director of the Centre for Financial Crime and Security Studies at the Royal United Services Institute. So how easy is it to check which companies are on blacklists? Nowadays, it's extremely easy. These lists are published online by the UN, by the American authorities, by the European Union. They are emailed to everyone who's interested, including people like me. It's, it's very straightforward. There are also private sector companies that aggregate this information, provide it to banks so they can uh, use it for screening purposes. Very easy is the simple answer. And so given that it's very easy, what we're talking about is a complete dereliction of duty and responsibility. So I think it's important to look at time here. So a lot of what we're talking about happened five or six years ago, when perhaps the approach taken towards sanctions implementation was slightly different. It was before the big fines that were paid by BNP Paribas, by HSBC, by Standard Chartered, etc. And there was a time when people said, well, you know, if someone is on a sanctions list in the United States and I'm sitting at a bank somewhere else in the world, does that really apply to me? Now, they discovered very quickly 
via the long arm of the United States law enforcement that, yes, it does apply to you because you want access to the United States. But I think back at that time, there was a different attitude towards sanctions than the attitude we see today, which actually has almost gone too far, where people are so concerned about sanctions that they won't provide aid to Syria, do business with Iran, whatever it might be. So what you're saying is that the prism through which we're looking at what's happened five, six, ten years ago which this data is revealing, is perhaps the wrong prism through which we should be viewing it. No, I'm not trying to excuse what happened. I just think one needs to bear in mind that the time that we were were at back then. Frankly, there is no doubt that if you see a name come on a sanctions list, uh, regardless of where you are sitting in the world, you should act uh, appropriately, and that means freeze the account and inform the local uh, financial intelligence unit. Okay, so Simon Cox's report started in the British Virgin Islands. Just outline for us what part that area of the world plays in relation to the Panama Papers, because it's, it's pretty central.